0: Search, browse, buy. Black Press Media brings you Today's Drive. Find your new vehicle on our exclusive platform and get driving. At todaysdrive.com, you'll have access to inventory across B.C., where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. With new and used vehicles from the dealership around the corner and dealers across B.C., the best venue to find your next vehicle is todaysdrive.com.
1: Welcome to PQBeat, a podcast of the parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolfe, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. In recent weeks, B.C. has been hit with some nasty weather, sparking widespread flooding and mass destruction, especially on the roads. On Vancouver Island and in Parksville, Qualicum Beach, it was no exception. Here today to talk about how we are dealing with some of those issues locally is Aaron Dawson, Emergency Program Coordinator for the City of Parksville. Aaron, welcome back.
2: Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it.
1: How quickly were you called into action during the recent flooding, and can you take us through some of what that might entail?
2: Sure. As emergency coordinators, all of us up and down the island, it's our job to stay informed. So... Even before we were activated, we were working on what activation would look like. So, what was it, Monday the 14th or 15th, that's where we were the busiest of all of these series of storms. The whole province was busier then than now. So we had a sense of what was coming. So Monday morning, we had available where we were going to set things up, where flooding might happen, how we were going to address things. What happened from... Parksville and Qualicum Emergency Management Oceanside's perspective is that within the city of Parksville, within the town of Qualicum Beach, we didn't have any emergent flooding like the electoral areas of the regional district had. So Pathfinders Park, some people know it as the former Perrys, they had flooding. The regional district contacted us for our emergency support services volunteers and for Rob and myself, to help respond to deal with the people who were evacuated from there in Cedar Grove Mobile Home Park. In addition to that, the province got a hold of us and asked if if we had the capacity to accept some of the residents from Halal First Nation, and we did. And the reason they ended up coming all the way up to us was because there was no room at the inn from Nanaimo South because there had been so much flooding in the Cowichan Valley area that people were being pushed further and further north. So long story short, starting Monday morning, we had to look at what capacity we had in hotels, how many volunteers we had, and where we would set uh, up our reception center re- to receive all of these people. That was what we did for that particular event, and every event's going to be different. Even now, we're planning on a day-to-day basis as of where we're going to be and how we're going to do things.
1: How far ahead do you monitor weather reports, and how does that affect your day-to-day
2: operation? It greatly affects our day-to-day operation. There's a lot of planning work that we try to do. We call it contingency planning so that we have plans in place for all the different hazards in our hazard risk vulnerability assessment. And that work has to be put on hold when we know that there are particular events, like weather events, coming along, so that we switch all of our planning efforts and all of our energies into preparing for what might happen to our local residents or residents from afar that get shipped here, like I explained.
1: What type of services, support-wise, does EMO offer, and can you walk us through that process, especially perhaps for some of the people who were evacuated from their homes here?
2: We use our emergency support services volunteers. If it was you, Philip, that was displaced from your home, you would receive information on where the reception centre is going to be, and we would either take you there, like in the case of Pathfinders, The regional district supplied us with a transit bus and as many people came out from the site, got on the transit bus and the transit bus took them up to the PCC, the Parksville Community Centre, and that's where our initial reception centre was. So volunteers are waiting there and the volunteers take them through a process on behalf of the province of BC where they get 72 hours of support and that support includes housing. So we look first for hotel space to give you a hotel room, to fill up that hotel room for up to three nights. And we give you meal vouchers for three meals a day, wherever we can get, wherever there's restaurants that are open. And that could include things like delis, like quality foods or uh, save-on foods, for instance. Wherever we can get you uh, good nutritious meals. If you need incidentals, like you had to get out in a hurry, you didn't have your grab-and-go bag or you hadn't created one yet, then we will give you a voucher for essential So that is the first priority is to make sure everyone is housed and everyone is in a safe position. Then we would be also at the same time supporting any first responders. In the case of Pathfinders, we were on site to coordinate for the regional district. We coordinated the fire department and the uh, search and rescue people. So anything they needed, I could go back through the regional district and the regional district could either provide it or they could go to the province and ask for support from the province.
0: Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com, powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com.
1: What is the general reaction of the people who are displaced?
2: They're grateful, and that's one of the things where our volunteers always say that this is a great job because they're able to help someone, and in real time, they can see the appreciation. It's not always a quick solution for people, but they know they're being helped. They know they're being supported, and that's what they need at that time.
1: You mentioned the volunteers. How important are they to the effort, and how quickly can you mobilize them?
2: volunteers are everything for us if you look at what our volunteers are is they are just people from uh, our citizens our residents that care these people step it up they're willing to come out at any hour of the day or night in all kinds of weather conditions to set up with us they're not getting paid they're just volunteers they just want to organize and help people who are displaced what was really interesting and heartwarming to me during the first storm that I described was that as we started running out of hotel space and we started running out of a restaurant space, our volunteers were getting antsy and upset that they couldn't provide higher quality to these displaced people. And that takes a really special person to take it that seriously. So our volunteers are everything to us. They are the face on the ground when Philip is being displaced and needing help. And we have no worries and no issues at all that our volunteers will provide that adequate and proper support to people.
1: Can you quickly remind us how someone might go about volunteering?
2: Absolutely. If you go to emergencyoceanside.ca, you can look on the website. There's directions on who to call and how to volunteer. You can call me at the City of Parksville, and we would love to have more volunteers.
1: You mentioned the website. It references an emergency management plan for Parksville. Can you provide some details on that?
2: There is an emergency plan that the city has. The City City of Parksville and Town of Qualicum Beach through Emergency Management Oceanside share the emergency plan. We created that in 2018. There was a call in 2018 from some of the public to see what our emergency plan looked like. Up until that time, we didn't share that with the public because it also included our operational guidelines, and our operational guidelines hold personal information, names, phone numbers other information that the public doesn't have access to through freedom of information. Because there was that continual push, what we did was separated the plan portion out from the operational guideline, and therefore we had a document that we could post. And that document gives you an overview of where we would set up an emergency operation centre, our different locations, how callouts work how we reference our hazard risk vulnerability assessment, and how we work with all of our first responder stakeholders, our other government agencies, our non-government organizations, everybody that we're going to touch base with during a a larger scale emergency or disaster. It's a framework that everybody can go to and have a look. And that's important when Philip is creating his personal emergency plan and his grab-and-go kit to have that reference piece as to how you want to start preparing.
1: Along those lines, do you feel that people in general are prepared for an emergency? And what are some of the most important aspects of
2: being prepared? Personally, I don't think enough people are prepared. And I don't think people are prepared to the level that they need to be prepared. If you look at what is happening in the last few years, you see more wildfires and more severe wildfires. And now we're mixing wildfire and drought and severe weather, winter storms now. So what I'm finding is where years ago I used to have downtime, January, February, I don't have downtime anymore. There is always a need to respond to something. So the general public needs to be ready at any time. Philip needs to be ready any moment to take what he has for preparedness and go. The simplest things for for a resident to do is to have a grab-and-go bag, Our emergencyoceanside.ca website gives you all kinds of tips on what to put in there. If you have questions, you can phone me. You can email me. My information, again, is on the website, and I can give you specific help with that because it's going to be tailored to you. I like rum, and I like craft beer. I've actually got some of that in my bag and my kid at home because when I need to have downtime, it needs to be with something that's going to make me comfortable. And maybe for Philip, it is fruit juice and water. And from that perspective, that's what Philip needs to have in his kit because that's what's going to provide him comfort. I, and I, I like also get a little better. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I also have access to a provincial plan template that everyone can take home and build their own plan. The reason that we like you to do that is because we all know that under stress our short term memory goes away. And if you don't have it written down, you are not going to remember it. So if you have the plan document that I can provide you filled out and it's in your grab-and-go bag, you need to only remember one thing, and that's where is my bag.
0: Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. What are your
1: expectations for the weather for the rest of the winter? And are we moving toward a series of more impactful weather
2: events? Well, as of the week that we are having this discussion, we're coming into the three storms that Environment Canada has talked to us about. At the end of this week, so the end of November into the beginning of December, There seems to be some daylight at the end of this week, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, there will be another less potent storm that we should be able to weather because we've had the two nice days. And beyond that, Environment Canada is not willing to commit to anything because uh, weather modelling changes. I'm not convinced that we're out of this yet, and I'm not convinced that I'll be able to really stand down fully and sleep well until the end of January, but that's just my personal opinion.
1: And you mentioned that there's no longer any downtime for you. What has generally been the busiest time of year for you?
2: Historically, November is, but we would normally get one good storm in November, and then we would uh, respond to that and then recover from that. But as you can all see from what we're experiencing now, November started in September, And we've had rain and we've had issues all the way along and they've culminated here in November. And it's going to take us a long time to finally clean up and recover from that and get back to whatever new normal is now. Then we're going to be preparing into spring for freshet season and flooding. And that doesn't necessarily affect us here on Vancouver Island so badly. But because we all work together around the province... We always send resources into the Okanagan when they have bad floods. There's always a request for resources, whether it's some of our ESS volunteers or us as coordinators to go. And then once we get through that, then we will start preparing for fire season. And whether we have fires here on the island, which isn't a normal thing, the same thing will happen is the province will reach out for resources and personnel to go wherever the fires are. So there really is no downtime anymore.
1: Were you pleased with the reaction of of your group and the surrounding groups and how they dealt with the recent incidents?
2: Absolutely. We're so very proud of our volunteers. They step up, they make it clear, they always want to do better and they always want to do better for the people. Anywhere that uh, an affected person, an evacuated person had an issue, there's a contact system back to us and we were able to address any of those concerns for those people. So as far as I saw and as far as I'm concerned, In this area, we've got a lot to be proud of. We did a really good job, and that's because of our volunteers.
1: And one more time, can you remind people where they can get the information they need during these type of emergencies?
2: Your local government website will always have information, whether it's like the City of Parksville, Town of Qualicum Beach, uh, Emergency Management Oceanside. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter link, and then we have our emergencyoceanside.ca I know that you guys do a really good job of posting information. So local radio, local newspapers, those are all very important. If you go to the Emergency Management BC website, you can get links for more information at a provincial level because they show a slightly bigger picture than we do. And we also have something called Voyant Alert. It's a mass notification system. You can go to emergency oceanside.ca and you can see the link there and sign up for it so if we ever have to put out an emergency alert thankfully we haven't had to so far if we put out an emergency alert you can get that on your cell phone your mobile phone 24 7 in a way that will be useful to you because it's local content Voyant alert will give you concentrated information for the local area and again you can contact me directly if you have other questions
1: Aaron, thanks so much for joining us again
2: thanks for having me i appreciate it
1: That's this edition of PQBeat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com.
0: The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestcoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S., experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestcoastTraveler.com.